Welcome to the Mountain and Valley Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kip Wilkinson. This podcast exists to share the stories of everyday people, to discuss the difficult moments in life, the amazing triumphant times, and the winding journey in between. We all have a story to tell, and we hope this podcast helps you in telling your own. In this episode, Micah and I sit down to discuss, for one last time, the components of a testimony. We've greatly enjoyed spending this last year and this first season of the podcast going over what it means to tell your faith story with another person and the importance of doing so. We'll have one more episode with just Micah and myself before the end of season one. That will be a Q&A episode. So if you have any questions about testimonies or this podcast, click the link in the show notes to send them our way. Thank you for taking the time each month to join us on this journey. We're looking forward to what comes next with this podcast. So, Kip, tomorrow's Halloween. It is indeed. Ooh. What do you got going on? Not funny. Um, well, since we have a house to live in now, my new wife and I. Congratulations, by the way. You. Thank first, you very much. First podcast episode as a married man. How's oh, it feel? Yeah. It's pretty good. We're actually in my house right now, so that's funny. Never done that before. Nope. Um, but I think we're going to sit on the porch and hand out candy to trick-or-treaters because i've always wanted to do that and the last time i tried at my apartment no one came oh. <laughs> because no one trick-or-treats at apartments anymore that's really sad uh, so hopefully we'll have some trick-or-treaters at our house our first halloween we grossly mis- underestimated the amount of kids that we would have and ran out before like seven thirty. wow yeah we had a ton. I was like, oh, no. Light switch off. Ugh. We need to get some candy. Yeah. Any cute couple costumes? Uh, Yes. I'm going to be Jim Hopper from Stranger Things, and she's going to be Joyce Byers. And then we're going to dress the dog up as a demigorgon or a demidog, however you want to look at it. Very cute. What are you guys doing? I'll actually be, at the time that this releases, I'm in Orlando for work. Nice. We will be at a trade show for physical therapy products. 
but this weekend we plan on going to Universal Studios and having a fun day or two. So looking forward to that. That'll be cool. So no costumes. I mean, you could wear costumes. People just might look at you weird. So, Michael, what are we talking about today? Correct me if I'm wrong, but we're talking about everything we've already discussed. We're just kind of putting a summary together. Yes. In summation. <laughs> to pull from the episode, I'm going to keep going. I have no <laughs> idea how to respond to that. <laughs> um, yeah, so this will probably be our last solo session outside of the Q&A episode that we'll be releasing in like a month. So if you haven't submitted questions, we encourage you Submit to do that. Some questions. We need more questions. We need some quality questions. Some quality questions. We've got some good questions. Um, like what is two plus three? It's fantastic, but <laughs> we need some other things. <laughs> Pretty sure that came from one of your uh, small group guys. Which it did. It sure did. All questions are welcome. They just may not get asked on the episode. We'll see. Um, that one may. That one might get answered. We'll find out. You'll have to tune in and, and find out if we answer that question or not. But how how do you feel now that we're at kind of the end of... We're, we're, we're nearing the end of this season. Bittersweet. Excited to wrap up season one, start season two. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fun, but also sad to see it come to an end. Yeah. So thankful for all that I've learned through the process of just, you know, focusing an entire year on what a testimony is and what that looks like and how to apply it to my everyday life mm-hmm. more than I may have been. Yeah. What about you? Uh, same. I'm excited for new things. Um, not just new interviews, but looking at some new approaches on how we're doing the podcast uh, from like a technical production standpoint. Um, just making things sound better and smoother. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. And it's just been cool to see so many people like be touched by other other stories that we've shared on the on the show so far. Absolutely. Um, really appreciate everyone who's come on for this this first season to just share about what God's done in their lives. So, where do we start with this? Well, we could just recap um, point by point um, the what the breakdown of sharing a testimony is. So just bullet point it. What's the first thing you do? So you start at the beginning. What is the beginning? Well, I, th- I think it's just introducing yourself, um, you know, who you are, where you're from, uh, maybe some hobbies, whatever it looks like. Of course, that depends on what the situation is. Because if you know somebody, you might not need to introduce yourself from the very beginning. Um, But then literally going into what the beginning of your story looked like, you know, what your relationship with Christ was before you came to faith, and just some of the things that you struggled with as you grew up. Um, Yeah. 
when I think the more I've learned through the year, the beginning should be judging the situation. Mm-hmm. Not not the person, but okay, am I telling my story to a close friend that knows me well, like you said, that doesn't need an inter- introduction? Am I telling it? In our situations, it was on the mission field in front of people that we didn't know. So figuring out which version, as, as we talked about, having different aspects of that ready uh, beforehand, what it's going to look like this time. So I, I'd say that's a big part of the beginning. And then just like you said, going into that of a little bit of background information. So this is what I struggled with. This is where I come from or whatever backstory is applicable to the testimony or the aspect of your testimony that you're sharing. Right. And of course that's the part that's going to, it's all going to look different, but that's the part that's really, really going to look different for everybody. Um, and honestly, it's probably the part that's going to make you more relatable depending on who your audience is, uh, your struggles that you, you lived through the trials that you went through. They're going to be the things that really, you know, make you relatable to someone that you're talking to. Whoever, again, depending on who your audience is. Um, so what's the, what's the next thing that you do? For for me, it's going into why there's a need for a change. So talking about how, more or less bringing the gospel into it and saying, you know, this is how I lived before. This is the reason that I realized something needed to change. Learning about Christ, who he is, um, what he did for me, how much God loves us to allow that to happen, Mm -hmm. to want that to happen, and to to put his son in our place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's that big uh, turning point in your life where you hear the gospel from someone else for the first time. And you have a heart change where you realize, I need someone to save me. I can't save myself from all these things that I've been dealing with. And that's when you just turn your life over to Jesus and let him take over. Um, That's kind of the climactic moment of the testimony. If you're looking at it from a writer's point of view, um, it's the big moment where everything's going to change and start to get uh, better, if, if not better, just different. Right. Uh, So where do you go from there? That for me has been where I I talk about the the moment that I, that I actually realize and I accept Christ. So hearing, reflecting on when I heard the gospel for the first time that it actually was heavy on me and demanded a response. So when I had that moment of, wow, I, I don't, have a relationship with God. I'm not a child of his. I've not actually accepted salvation in making sure that you respond in that act of obedience. Um, that's typically where I would go after sharing the gospel is the effect it had on me mm-hmm. in my life and just that, the, the response it demanded. Yeah. Yeah, that moment when the whole sanctification process began. Absolutely. Like the, the the turning point where repentance actually started to take place in your life and you turned away from the, the things that you're 
you were holding on to that aren't honoring to God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just the complete change, which is kind of funny because that's, that's, that's where we go that's, next. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, the change that takes place when you accept Christ and when you turn from your former self and scripture says that in that moment you become a new creation the old has passed away the new has come and so living in that truth and just having the heart change where you don't desire things that you used to and that doesn't mean that you don't struggle with things anymore because everybody does but the desire for more is present and the the distaste if that's a word, correct me if I'm not. If that's not, Kip, I think it is. If it's not, it's a word now. Okay. If Shakespeare can make up words, Mike can, can make up words. Yeah. <laughs> if irregardless is officially a word, I think distaste can be a word. I think YOLO is in the dictionary now, so. Oh no. Tangent aside, uh, the distaste <laughs> it puts in your mouth for sin, like that's a huge thing to talk about. How. You know, I looking back at Colton's story, he used to love the party. He used to love the drug scene. That was his element. And then when he accepted Christ mm-hmm. in salvation, no more. He's done. That's a bitter taste in his mouth. He's turning away from that and running towards Christ. Yep. And that doesn't mean he didn't mess up from time to time. I, it's been a little while since I've heard his story, so I need to refresh on that. But focusing on christ and the same with so many of our all of our guests yeah which i think kind of takes it to sort of the last point in telling a testimony which is just sharing what your life with christ looks like in this moment in time uh presently so just you know how how god has changed you and then how you're living it out um, just what your day-to-day life looks like now, mm-hmm. living with Christ. Sweet. So just to reiterate it, uh, when you're telling your story, take a second, or when you're about to tell your story, start at the beginning, take a second, analyze the situation in your audience, whether it's a friend, a stranger, family member, coworker whatever the situation is, think about it. Think about the story that you should share, the one that's going to be relevant and the one that's actually going to make sense. Because if, if I'm talking to uh, somebody who's homeless, it's going to be a drastic story difference than when I'm talking to somebody who's never had a care in the world financially. So uh, just being mindful of that, going into the beginning of your story is as far as what it looked like when you were living for yourself, when you didn't have the, the Holy spirit in you to convict you of your decisions and your actions and your speech talking about um, how the gospel affects that and, and completely changes that when you accept it. And from there going on to, what Christ has done since then and and how you're living now. So that's just a recap in a very concise way of what we just said. Yep. The simple three uh, point 
testimony is life before Christ, the moment you met Christ, and what your life after Christ or with Christ looks like. Mm-hmm. Just those three simple points. Um, going out of there, I figured we could take this time to talk about a few things that we might not have mentioned over the course of the past year. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've we've used these solo sessions as sort of a time to really break apart what a testimony is and what that looks like. Um, and to go really in depth with that, because normally what you do get is that three bullet point answer to what a testimony is, um, rather than taking it apart and saying, this is what this looks like. So we just wanted to take a time as we're building out this podcast that explores people's testimonies, their life stories and their experience with God. We just wanted to take a, a moment to explain how to do that yourself and to better reflect what each of our guests is doing when they do that. Um, but there are a lot of things we didn't cover in doing that. So, for example, one thing I thought of is the fact that when we sit, when we're talking about testimonies on here and sharing your story, we're talking about A to Z, like before you knew Jesus, when you met Jesus, after you met Jesus. But there's another form of testimony entirely wherein you just talk about something that God is doing in your life currently. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Which Travis did a good example of in our last episode. You'll notice Travis's story didn't kind of fit, for lack of a better term, the layout that a lot of our other guests have had where it was, you know, here's a lot of information about my life before Christ. His was very brief. He got saved at a young age and he's been very, very serious about his relationship with God the entire time. And so his testimony is not going to look the same as, you know, Colton when he got saved in high school, college age, or anybody else's that may have gotten saved later in life like Chelsea. Um, So keeping in mind that just because your story is shorter in some areas, you may be a new believer and God may not have accomplished a lot in your story at this point, but that doesn't mean it's not important to share what he is doing or what you have learned or just the fact that you know there's a difference. Yeah, exactly. Like a testimony is a very broad word. Um, what does it actually mean? Let, let's well, pause I was, there. I was going to say, I do have a, a dictionary definition written down. But before I even go there, I just want to say, like, when you, tell a, when you tell a testimony to someone, it doesn't have to be point A to point B, like the whole, the whole shebang, the whole life story thing. It could literally just be a moment in your life where God did something really cool. Or it's like, hey, there was this time I didn't think I was going to get my bills paid on time, and God provided, and I pulled it off, and here I am now. Short, sweet, simple. It doesn't have to be, I was born on (laughs) February 2nd, blah, 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 and here I am now. It doesn't have to be all that. It can be like just one short little story of something God's done in your life. Um, But... I will say the the dictionary definition of a testimony uh, goes like this. It's a noun. Obviously, we knew that. Uh, There's three parts. So one, a formal written or spoken statement, especially one given in a court of law. Two, evidence or proof provided by the existence or appearance of something. Or three, a public recounting of a religious conversion or experience. So... 
when we say testimony within Christian circles, within the Christian belief system, what we're saying is that you're, you're telling your story, your proof of what God has done in your life and why you are following after Jesus. And his existence. Yep. Absolutely. So with that definition and understanding that a testimony doesn't have to be a linear thing and that it, it doesn't have to follow the same format, while we, we recommend that you start with a before the gospel, after, as, as Kip just said, it's not limited to that. That's more for the sake of getting started and learning how to craft your testimony and your story and, and the things that God has done in your life. I know for me, that's a great starting place when I'm wanting to share what God's doing now. Is Well, I came from this. I accepted God, Jesus, salvation. This is what he's doing now. This is what's relevant. And that's going to change. This is true to share a little bit on the back end or talk through a little bit on on the the back end of this podcast first season about why you share your testimony uh, i know we've we talked a little bit briefly within the first few episodes but it's been a whole year so i just want to reiterate kind of some of the reasons why you would go and tell your life story to somebody else um and one reason is that we we tend to get into this mindset of seeing someone as the other uh, some enemy that has to be defeated, and you know that's on both sides of the fence, non-Christians and and Christians alike, both kind of see each other as that. But as followers of Jesus, when we share our testimony of who He is, we need to be striving to tear down that divide, uh, to see the person who doesn't share the same faith as us as a human being, as someone who has their own struggles, pain, and story, and when we share our story with someone. Uh, we need to remember this. If not for someone else sharing their faith with you, you would not be a follower of Jesus. The person you're sharing your testimony with is the same is in the same position you were prior to the moment of your coming to faith. Uh, you just have to remember to see that person as someone who needs to hear about the love of God, because I mean, it's the the entire point of sharing your testimony. Uh, your goal should be. To build a relationship and a dialogue with someone, not simply to win a debate. Right. And I feel like a lot of Christians, and at one point, and, and sometimes even today, myself included, look at these conversations as just that, a debate. Mm -hmm. at, as you said, an enemy, whereas people aren't the enemy. The enemy is spiritual. Um, and it goes so much deeper than that. So having that humility in knowing, first of all, you're no better than them. They're no better than you. People are people at the end of the day. The only difference is you've accepted a free gift. One that hopefully you're excited to share about. While it may be intimidating, it may be difficult, maybe nerve-wracking, hopefully you're excited to share it because it's, it's a wonderful gift that you did nothing to get yeah and they have to do nothing to get it either other than just accept it so having that in mind 
should level the playing field. You're not trying to argue, hopefully. And, and there are situations where you may find yourself in a debate, but that hopefully is not the mindset or the motive behind it. Because at the end of the day, who's that going to win over? Very, very few people. Exactly. So a lot of this series has been taught, has been referring to sharing your testimony with non-believers. I find that sharing your testimony with like-minded individuals who have the same faith is also a great opportunity to grow closer in community. Yeah. So me and you have known each other for 11 years now. How many times have we shared different testimonies, whether it's, you know, our whole story, like we've discussed, or, hey, this is what I'm learning this week. Mm-hmm. Frequently and often. And because of that, you know, we've been able to, to maintain a friendship and a relationship for, for 11 years, like I just said. So with that, it's always important to keep in mind that your testimony isn't limited to non-believers. And at the very least, if I'm sharing my testimony with Kip, that's an opportunity for me to, to polish it for the next opportunity I have to share it with somebody who doesn't believe in the gospel or has never heard it. Yeah. So that's true. I, I, uh, I, I can't remember who, who said this, but I heard a few years ago, someone say, you know, even Christians need to hear the gospel. Absolutely. And that's just always struck me because it's like, you know, even if you're just telling your, your story or something God's doing in your life to, a room full of other Christians, they still need to hear the gospel. Like they still need to hear about the love of God and what Jesus did on the cross. Um, so that's always important to keep in mind, but also just what you're getting at there too is fellowship. I mean, fellowship is built around sharing struggles and, and victories with everybody around you. Um, the mountains and valleys, if you will, Ah, the mountains and valleys. Shameless plug, sorry. Got to end on a shameless plug. Um, <laughs> no, but you know you can't you can't grow in your faith unless you have other believers who are stronger than you um, around you, supporting you and lifting you up um, and helping you get through those struggles in life and telling you like, hey, I was there. I've been through that. Here's what I did. Here's what God's word says about this. I'm praying with you. I'm fighting with you. I'm here if you want to talk about it um, and just helping you and encouraging you to get through those things. And also every time that you do get through something that's rough or even just some, sometimes when something cool happens, like I mean, I just got married recently and I got to celebrate that with all my friends and family. You know, sometimes just really amazing things happen in your life that God has orchestrated and you want to praise him and celebrate those things with other people. Um, as weird as that is, that's also a testimony, you know? It's a, it's a praise of something that he's done in your life. It's a celebration. The testimonies aren't always your struggles and the downs and the low valley points. And as often as you share it with others, it breaks down any barriers that they may have in hesitation mm. towards sharing their own. So if I'm willing to share with, you know, John Doe down the street or at work or wherever... And if I'm constantly sharing what's 
what's happening in my life, what God's doing, even if I'm not phrasing it in a way that that's forcing Christianity in their face, but just able to share, you know, God answered this prayer or, you know, God provided in this way. My small group did this or that. It takes down the wall more and more and gives them uh, more freedom. That doesn't mean they're always going to act on it, uh, but more freedom to share what may be going in their life. And when that happens, it's important. I would say equally, but truthfully, it's it's more important to listen to somebody when they're sharing their testimony with you, whether in, in that phrase, testimony may mean just their story without God. Um, so not limited to when a fellow believer sharing their testimony of all that. You should very, very much pay attention to that especially if it's a non-believer sharing their their life story with you. Because if you're not willing to listen, why should they? That's an excellent point. I mean, here we are at the very end, uh, in summation, and the question is what happens after you share your testimony with somebody? What what comes after that? Like, is there just an awkward pause? Do you get up and walk away? Do you drop the microphone? What do you do? Yes. The, the, the thing <laughs> that you should, <laughs> you should never drop the microphone no. as tech people don't do it that's evil uh but the answer to that question after you share your testimony what do you do next is simply turn it over to the other person whether they're a believer or not um you know just ask them hey what's your story what do you what do you believe what do you think Mm -hmm. do you or do you or even do you have any questions for me um you know like i said this is the whole point of a testimony is to open up a dialogue with somebody and form and build relationships, which we've said time and time again on this podcast. And that's this is just one part of how you do that. And I would encourage you not to be afraid of any questions. Be authentic. If they ask you a if anybody asks you a question about your story, about te- your testimony, your faith that you don't know, I don't know, but I'm willing to find out. Yep. There's no shame in not knowing. Nobody knows everything. So don't pretend like it. That's only going to cause damage to what you've just shared. So be honest, be humble, be authentic. Well, I just wanted to end this episode by reading um, a pass or well, yeah, a passage from uh, Luke eight, uh, starting in verse twenty six. Uh, then they sailed to the the country of the Geranases, which is opposite. Galilee, when Jesus had stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city who had demons. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he had not lived in in a house but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, and said with a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time it had seized him, he was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. And they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him to let let them enter these. So he gave them permission. 
Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had, had seen it told them how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the, the Gerasenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done, done for him. I just want to end on that note because Jesus has freed us all from some demon, some chains that were keeping us bound, and we should not be afraid to go out and tell others about what he's done for us. Thank you for listening to the Mountain and Valley Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. Just search underscore MV podcast on any platform. Again, that's underscore M as in mountain, V as in valley podcast. This podcast was created and produced by Kip Wilkinson and Micah Horvath. All of our original music has been produced by Robert Luther. This episode was mastered by J.A. Parkey. Thank you so much for listening. Now go tell your story. All right. And Austin's a wizard, so. Austin is a magical, magical wizard. No, no.